have forsaken the altar. We have forsaken the altar. We've invested in all of these great programs and thank God for them. We have preaching. We have great singing. We have children, student, greeter, ministry, all of these things. Thank God for all of that. But if all of that is done without being bathed in prayer, if all of that is done, we have accomplished nothing if we are not praying. You see, the church must be more than have a prayer ministry. It must be a prayer movement that everything prays. The student ministry prays. The children ministry prays. The senior ministry prays. The greeters pray. Everybody prays because that is our focus. We have to have an altar in our hearts to say, God, our will is not what your will may be, but I crucify my will that your will may be done. We must be people of prayer. We must have personal altars. You must have a personal altar where you spend time with God. Our corporate time suffers because there's not personal altars through the week. Amen. This time suffers. Because I was praying the other day, God, why is it? Why is it that people don't connect? You know, some people, they say, well, I'm just not getting fed. Well, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> Amen. That means you got to get connected to this house. Get involved in this house and you'll be fed. Amen. Amen. But it also, it's more than just, why is it that some people are, get excited about a thing and other people are bored to death about a thing? It's because we don't have an altar. Amen. If we have an altar with God, listen to me, I haven't always been pastor. And I've been in times in my life whenever I would go to church. And I found out this. I found out if my, my personal altar was suffering, I could go to church and not get nothing out of it. But when I had a private altar with God, it may have been the goofiest thing that, that ever came out of a preacher's mouth. But somewhere in it, I would find a nugget of hope. I would find a nugget that would transform, that I would add to my life. Are you listening to me? It's a heart. It's the, it's the, the ground that the Bible talks about that some fell on stony ground and some fell on wayward soil. But then there was soil that was prepared that the seed of God's word went into and produced a hundredfold. It depends upon our heart. And our heart soil is dependent upon have we got an altar there? Amen. If there is no altar, then I promise you, your heart will get hardened. If there is no altar, then your heart will become so hardened that, that you won't even want to be a part of the church or the presence of God. Amen. And so as a result of us not having personal altars, private altars, then our public time together corporately, we don't connect with the word. We don't connect with worship. We don't connect with what God is saying. We don't just come to church to get a word. It ought to be a confirmation of what is God's been speaking in your heart all week long. Amen. Amen. 
said, my house shall be called a house of prayer to all nations. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the wonderful singing. Thank God for the preaching. Thank God for drama. Thank God for fellowship. Thank God for cookouts. Thank God for giveaways. But that's not what God said my house is going to be. He said my house shall be called a house of prayer. In other words, the foundation of my house, the principle of my house, everything will come out of the altar. Everything will usher out from underneath the altar. And when we've got to get ourselves back to a place where the we pray and we intercede and whenever we turn return back to that place of prayer God can answer us by fire and the world will know that Jesus lives amen but we've become lukewarm a form without power when Moses came off of the mountain no one had to ask him had he been with God Everyone knew that he had been with the Lord. Amen. When they, when they came out of the upper room on that day of Pentecost, they didn't have to get them t-shirts that said, I've been with the Holy Ghost. Everybody knew that their lives had been turned upside down. Everyone knew their lives had been wrecked. Everyone knew that there had something changed in their lives. When they came out of that upper room, everyone knew that they were lovers of Jesus. When we rebuild the altar of our hearts, people will once again begin to cry out, what must I do to be saved? They'll begin to cry out and say, I want to know the Jesus that you serve. I want to know who you're living for. I want to know your Savior, your Redeemer, because he is mighty good to you. When I was growing up, the greatest ministry in the church was altar workers. Amen. We didn't have, we didn't always have children's ministry with excellence. We had them little flannel Jesuses. Y'all remember them? Those little flannel Jesuses. And whenever a couple of boys got ornery and you know, and, and tore Jesus' head off. Then we had to use Moses for both of them. We'd just take his head, Moses, and put him on there and then stick Jesus' head on top of him. And everybody, you know, we didn't always have it like this, huh? But one thing they did with purpose and excellence was altar workers. Whenever someone came to the altar, you could be assured nobody would hit the altar by themselves. Before their knees would hit the altar, there would be someone else putting their hand on their shoulder and begin to pray the prayer of faith for them. We had mothers and fathers in the house of God that began to pray and seek the face of God for those young men and young women that were coming up. They would pray and intercede for someone that was going under a burden or a circumstance in their life. And they didn't just pray a little weak prayer. They didn't just pray a little comforting prayer. But they were there to get you delivered. They were there to get you prayed through. And they didn't let you up until they knew you had been prayed through. Come on, somebody. They would begin to get a hold of God and they would call on the name of Jesus. They would call fire of God down upon your life and he would begin to cleanse you. He would purify you. He would transform your life. You would get up with healing in your body. You would get up with deliverance 
sense in your mind? Why? Because they were serious about prayer. And they didn't just come to church to pray. They had been praying all week long. They had been interceding all week long. And when they got to where you were, they were already in tune with Jesus. And they can move heaven and earth on your behalf. Why? Because they believed in the power of prayer. Amen. They knew how to get a hold of God because they had God in their lives. They prayed through you. They pray you through to salvation. They pray you through to healing. They pray you through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Elijah took twelve stones, the twelve tribes of Israel, and he rebuilt the altar. He knew if he could get the altar back to Israel and Israel back to the altar that he could get Israel back to God. He built an altar and called the nation back to God. I want to tell you today that the only hope for America is not fixing our political system. It would be good if you could fix it. But the problem is today that not the political system. We've got to fix the altar. I said we got to fix the altar. Everyone's pointing to the White House saying God fixed the White House. But I want to tell you on the way to the White House, God's not going to bypass his house. And he said that judgment must begin not at the White House, but my house. Judgment must start at the house of God. And whenever judgment begins here, he said it's got to be a cleansed temple. It's got to be a holy temple. It's got to be a pure temple. It's got to be a house of prayer. Amen. Thank God for all the other things that we do. Thank God for community and all of those things. But if we are not praying, we are not fulfilling the purpose of God for his house. Amen. Judgment begins at the house of God before we can win our families, our city, and our region, our nation. We must rebuild the altar in our lives. Amen. Malachi says this. He said, return unto me and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. The greatest structure that we can build in America is not another trade center. It's not another tower. It's not another building. The greatest structure that we can build in America is the altar. The altar was torn down, not by the mafia, not by ISIS, not by an outside source. The altar has been torn down by neglect and by decay and by rejection and by pride. sin in America today is not adultery it's not homosexuality the greatest sin in America today is pride and your reaction proves it (laughs) amen we're full of pride we're full of pride we don't want to humble ourselves we don't want nobody to know we're in need even the church folk Huh? We don't want nobody to know that we're in need. We don't want nobody to know that we need prayer. But I want to tell you today that pride has torn down the altar of our hearts. We think that we can 
can do it ourselves. We think we can make it on our own. We think we can accomplish it without God. And many churches do. I said many churches do. But I want to tell you today, I don't know. I thank God for the nine years that Renee and I have been honored to serve this house. I don't know how long we'll serve, but I will tell you this. As long as I serve and as long as we're pastors of this house, we'll not be ashamed of the altar. We'll not be ashamed to call people to repentance and to say that we must have an altar in our hearts that we say, God, here I am. I surrender my flesh. I surrender my pride. I surrender my will because the reality of it is, is we can never reach our city. We can never reach our region. We can never change our nation if we don't have a personal altar and say, God, we're going to band together and we're going to see heaven invade the earth again. Amen. You got to lay yourself down on the altar and allow God to begin to do surgery. Amen. We bring ourselves to the altar, but we won't let him cut anything out. God, I'll come. Just don't do no cutting away. God, I'll come, but... Just leave that sin alone because nobody knows about it yet. Leave that rebellion right there. Leave that pride. Don't bother my flesh. I want to look good before people. Those thoughts, they're not, they're not that bad, God. I don't, need you. I don't need you to be cutting on them. I know they may be a little way. I know they may be a little, little shady, but, but, God, but God, they're not real bad. Just leave my thoughts alone. God, I know my attitude isn't bearing the fruit of the Spirit, but, but you know how it is. Life is hard. quiet up in this church it's quiet because we've all been there it's quiet because it's real whether we'll come don't want to build a private altar where God but let me tell you something God is so gracious God is so gracious can I tell you how gracious he is He's so gracious to a David. That had so many flaws in his life. That instead of allowing him to get to kingship and exposing him publicly. Because David was a worshiper in private. Because David had a private altar. God would allow him to work all of it out in private. He would allow him to work on his self and in his life. But yet David wanted us to know. So he would share his own. That is what I like about David. David didn't just tell us about slaying giants. He didn't just tell us about, about his, his victories. But he also told us, hey, I've, I've, I've had some lust problems. Huh? 
He said, I've had some fights with my own family. I've had some mess in my life that I, did, I had to deal with privately. But I want to tell you the grace and the mercy of God is that, that if we have a private altar, God will allow us to deal with our sin and with our failures and with our attitude and with all of these things. It doesn't have to be a public thing. If we're willing to die on the altar. Amen. We don't worry about it very much anymore because we don't see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. But whenever I grew up, people were scared to death to go to church because they, they may be exposed. God would tell someone, show someone their life. And he never did that publicly because he never gave them a chance privately to repent. God doesn't do that. Amen. But I'm telling you today, we've got to get away from our pride. And we've got to return back to the altar. Amen. We've got to return back to an altar where that the river of God begins to flow. Amen. It begins here, but it doesn't end here. But we've got to get it right here before we can go out there. And make a difference. The captive cannot set the captive free. Those who have no peace can give no peace. Peter and John could not heal the lame man until they had healing in them. But when they got healing in them on the day of Pentecost in that upper room and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit flowing in their life, it was only then that they could give to him what they had. We can't give away what we do not have. And we must call men and women to a place of prayer. We must call men and women to a place that they abandon their pride and say it's not about what people think and the expectations and the opinions of people. It's about what God knows because God knows my heart. If my people... Not the White House. Not the crack house. Not the center. But of my people. Which are called by my name. The Christians would humble themselves, get rid of their pride. And pray. And seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins. And then I will heal their land. Could it be that our land is so sick today because we have not humbled ourselves and prayed? Could it be that the land's problems today are because we have not repented and turned from our wicked ways? We that are called by his name. Do we have a personal altar? Do we have that place of prayer? Amen. Elijah called him back to prayer. He rebuilt the altar. And at that place, the fire of God fell upon the altar. Amen. It isn't always how many you have for you. 
It's who you've got for you. He was outnumbered 850 to 1. But he knew who God was. We're so swayed by the culture of the day. But we've got to know who God is. And the only way we can know who God is is to have a personal altar upon our hearts. Set a fire in my heart. Set a fire in my soul that burns out pride, that burns out arrogance and rebellion and sin. And God puts a fire in me to love you and love your people and love the things of the Spirit. I call you today back to the altar. I call you back to the altar today so that we can flow not only in this house but out of this house and make a change in our region. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. today for everyone under the sound of my voice everyone that will be listening to this I pray today that you stir in us today stir in our hearts God I come against the spirit of pride today God forgive us of our sin of pride thinking that we can do it on our own not needing you not needing your presence not needing your church I pray today God that your will would be done in our lives as I do my very best today to share what you've burdened my heart with this week I'm asking you God that you would touch us now with a fresh fire a fresh passion a fresh burden for the altar God, that we would just come and lay ourselves on the altar and say, God, here I am. Do whatever you need to do. Take away whatever needs to be taken away. Remove what needs to be removed. Do surgery on me today, God, as I humble myself in your presence. God, take out what needs to be taken out and put in what needs to be put in. But God, give us passion again for you. Give us a fire again to hear your heartbeat and to see your will be fulfilled in our lives. God, I pray today that it would burn brighter and stronger than ever before as we humble ourselves before you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want everyone that's a leader in this house to come to this altar this morning. I want everyone that is here today that's a leader in this house to come to this altar this morning. I want you today, if the Holy Spirit has touched your heart, touched your life, and say, I want more of you, God. I want you to come to this altar today. Holy Spirit's touching your heart. Just say yes to his will, his way, his wants, his desires. Come today. Thank you. 
Let's step in some time in this altar this morning. Let him touch us today. in the past. 